watching your one piece. We are! Hello, and welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece. That's right. We're here in Dress Rosa. I'm I'm Jory, someone who's here with me uh, for a long time, I think. I think uh, we're, we're just stuck on this island for a while. It's Joe, how's it mm-hmm. going? Uh, it's great. I, I'm doing okay. Thank you for asking. I was about to ask, in our pirate alliance, who is who? But I was like, I'm particularly tired today, so I'm, there's really no question that I would be lost, <laughs> I think. It, here's the thing. You know you know what we're supposed to be doing. You're the one who came up with everything, and I'm just here mm-hmm. because it sounded like fun. So Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then it all falls apart. <laughs> uh, which is what happens in the chunk that we are discussing today. Hello, yes. Part two of question mark of Dress Rosa. <laughs> I, I it's 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 I mean it's basically this whole calendar year. I just don't remember how many episodes <laughs> we've got like f- 12, 12 four episodes. We've probably. got a while ago, and like there's already so many problems on the board, <laughs> which you know it, we've just we've discussed it a million times that there's so many things going on in this arc and it's so long, uh, which is why we're talking about twelve episodes of anime today. Uh, six forty through six fifty one. In broad strokes, the things that happened last time were Luffy entering the tournament. Mm-hmm. We met a lot of fucking new faces. Uh, a lot at of the faces tournament. who stopped being relevant for the time being pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah. They they go in and out of, of relevance, but the, there's a million new people in the in the tournament uh, that Luffy is in, the Tournament of Power. And there's like, a, a is, is Bellamy the only returning face? Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to say... I I, th- I think so. Uh, the new Marine Admiral. No, there's Fujitora. also uh, uh, what's his name from Blackbeard's crew. Oh, Teach. Yes. Yeah. Who is matters a little bit in this chunk. Yeah. That's another thing about this arc. Where I'm like, did we need that tied into? Did we need every fucking hand on deck? At, like so many things represented. At this I, moment in time. I feel like I feel like if anyone does not need to be here, uh, someone from Blackbeard's crew doesn't need to be here. Yeah, I there's like the 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 scene that we'll get. I think near the end of this chunk, it's after Luffy's done fighting, which takes a while. I like that scene. Yeah, but we don't need it. I don't. I don't know. The 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 whole the whole like fighting over Ace's power is such an important thing in universe. Where like I get it, but like Dress Rosa has enough going on <laughs> already. That's not why we came here. Uh, so it's just you know. Uh, oh, oh. Yeah, we'll 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 come back to this thread a million times. Don't get sick of it, or else. <laughs> like there's a like I said last time, just Luffy finding out that there's a tournament for his brother Fruit, his brother's Fruit. That's like a thirty episode arc in itself. Like that could just be its yes. own thing by itself completely. <laughs> it's and and I don't want to get ahead of it, but like the way that I think I think this arc struggles with Oda, and I'm guessing. I don't know the man, but like, I feel like at this point in the new world, uh, for, for Oda, he's like, I need to set so many things in motion. They're all here. (laughs) So here we go. We get the tournament in the same place. Uh, and then more dress roses shit after the tournament ends. And some of it works and some of it is tumultuous. And you get seven, eight minutes of recap to remind you of how long you've been here and why you're here. Uh, but anyways, I'm trying to, th- uh, last, we also left off with the other, I was going to say the other plot. There's like five moving plots at any given moment in Dressrosa, minimum. 
Hinamon is technically looking for his comrade Kanjuro, although it it's really just a thing he just kind of runs in place saying until <laughs> way later. Sanji got fucked over by Violet, the woman that he fell in love with, but she works for Doflamingo. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Also, last time, which was very funny, uh, Nami and uh, as Brooke, Nami, Chopper, and then Momonosuke got like, they saw into a hell dimension on the boat and then it just yeah. cut away and never went back for 10 episodes. <laughs> they, they saw, they looked into the LSD Dream Simulator room. Um, that's a joke for like five people who know what video game I'm talking about. I don't. So uh, it's the only game that's ever made me physically ill from motion sickness. <laughs> Oh, good. It's, That's a great sign. It's a, it's a, it's a game. Uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we'll figure out what happens there. Um, I'm excited to discuss it. Uh, and then the other thing, I guess the other main thing was Law delivering Caesar to Doflamingo um, in, in his big ploy to distract him. Um, which I don't know why he thought would work, because as he's going to do that, I'm like, nothing is set up in time for this. So... Uh, they didn't find the factory. Like, it got more complicated as soon as Frankie met uh, the, the toy soldier, which is, I guess, another thread that I need to mention. But we're just going to be bouncing around for a million things forever. Uh, but this this chunk with 640, uh, it starts with the law stuff, which immediately gets complicated. They are at Green Bit. There's really not a lot of time... Spent with Green Bit, you could you could easily see a, a thirty episode arc happening here as well. Yeah. Uh, but it, re- it really just kind of gets like shuffled into the middle of the deck that is Dressrosa, because uh, it's like oh, it's this play, it's this like island attached to Dressrosa by bridge that nobody crosses. It's just like this unruly forest, like everything is too big, and there's like a Marine Navy ship there crashed, and they're like that's fucking weird. For some reason, Usopp and Robin just fuck off. I think they just have time to kill, and they're like, I don't know, Usopp likes plants, and Robin can read, so they go I, off I, I in the forest. part of this, too, is they want to, like, scout out the island to make sure there's no no secret bad guys anywhere. I guess so, and they do run into Marines. Well, they don't run into Marines. They, they see Marines. They, they don't interact with them themselves, because they see them get robbed naked, I guess I guess how you would describe it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they get yelled at by uh, these these fairies that we've seen a little bit. We haven't seen them, but we've seen their actions. It's interesting because they they makes them seem infinitely small, and then once you actually get your eyes on them, you're like, oh well, I guess they're not that small. <laughs> they just just convenient visual storytelling. Uh, well, they're not actually called fairies. They're, they're in, in the in the subtitles in the in the dub. It says uh, they're they're dwarves technically. Oh, they didn't do that in the. Oh, does your subtitles say fairy still? Oh, uh, they they just called them like the little people, mm. which is a choice. <laughs> it is a choice. Yeah, the dub the dub uses dwarves, uh, which I'm surprised that they didn't just say fairies the whole time or or what. But they have the, the actual name of of these of these people is Tantata. They're the Tantata tribe. Yeah, and they are because uh, that's very what the small after after little... they they're like we're not fairies we're little people they just started to refer to them as the tontata okay. or like the they little do... tribe some stuff like that yeah they do I mean they do call Robin and Usopp big people <laughs> so I guess that they've they've made a binary system there yeah Robin uses her like mini hands to catch one and then we cut away to Zoro 
being bossed around by one hanging out in his tits. <laughs> How comfy do you think that is? Uh, considerably. <laughs> I I would buy a Zorro titty mouse pad. I know they make them. <laughs> yeah, I've seen those before. <laughs> They're very funny. I He's also someone that I forgot to mention. He's here. <laughs> If you remember last time, he had his sword stolen, and he just laser-focused was chasing down the person who stole it. We now see them that uh, it is this, this, this blue fairy woman. I think, her, is her, I think her name is Wicca. My notes, that's what I wrote down. Yeah. Um, I was looking at it, and I was like, I hope that's the right character, and I wasn't thinking of a different scene. Uh, but yeah, she uh is she also like beats the shit out of them it establishes that these these uh these dwarves these fairies are just like wicked strong like i guess it's like proportional in some way i don't know i've already said about ants that they can lift like a hundred times their their weight or some shit yeah but uh she's just she's very funny because she'll get like upset about something she'll be like oh it's so embarrassing i got caught someone saw me and she just likes punching the ground but it like destroys the ground (laughs) like it's ridiculous and then she'll she does that uh she slams her hands on Zoro's chest and he's like i'm going to die you're going to kill me and no one else can see i don't know what the the deal is because they visually they are not that small but convenience <laughs> yeah by by narrative convenience no one can can see her or hear her i guess so when he's just shouting at himself uh everyone's like oh god oh i don't look at him don't look him in the eye and he's just running around getting lost and yelling at seemingly no one about the directions he's receiving but she explains to zoro that uh they 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 quote unquote collect gifts from the the people of dressrosa because they protect the greenery is what it said i don't see a lot of greenery in dressrosa do they just mean green bit who could say but they just take shit (laughs) it's just who they are they're just like yeah we do our shit and every now and then we come by and Collect tithe, I guess. <laughs> See, I like, I like the way that she's explaining it. Zoro's like, that's just theft. Like, this is not a real agreement that you guys have. Yeah, you guys I don't, just yeah, assume I don't... this. <laughs> Although, when people had their stuff stolen in that scene with him, they were like, oh, well, if it's the fairies, what can you do? <laughs> yeah. uh, so I guess no one's that upset about it. And he's just like, no, fuck you. That sword's important to me. <laughs> she's like, they're just used to it. Like, we can't yeah. do this. I guess it's been around forever. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Anyways, Zora learns from, from Wicca that uh, she's like reporting on the Don Quixote family for a reason that is revealed in a little bit. Turns out everybody hates this fucking guy. Uh, so <laughs> a lot of people want to fuck up his shit, including the Tantata tribe. Uh, but she is supposed to report back. I believe she says at the flower field that he is going to attack the Thousand Sunny. Probably not in those words. I don't think she would know the name of the boat, but Zora puts it together somehow. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I gotta go save him. So instead of doing that, he follows her directions to the flower field. Or tries to. Barely. Barely gets there. We kind of just see him get lost, and then eventually we see him there. And I, I was very confused to see him in that room. I was like, oh, I figured he had another two episodes of being lost, at least. <laughs> Back at the Coliseum, Corita Coliseum, our good buddy Lucy is hiding from Chin Zhao, which is the big guy uh, who wants to get revenge on Garp. I'm so happy we get to discuss why in this episode. It's uh, really good. The Chin Zhao arc is hilarious. 
all of, I mean, I like I like a lot of the tournament stuff. I, I like a lot of stuff at Dress Rosa. It's just I you know you know that pic that meme of the guy holding too many fruit or too many oranges or whatever it is. Why can't I hold all, all these limes or whatever? Yeah, why can't I hold all these plot threads and, and it's Luffy and Dress Rosa? Because they're all none of them are bad, really. I don't think. I mean, I asterisk. I may change my mind on that later. But uh, so he's hiding from him. They're waiting for the next match to start because it it is i think we did the last two matches in the in the last episode so we we didn't see the first one just burgess jesus burgess wins instantly uh as as happy store and (laughs) bart bart uses as a barrier power to win round two (laughs) although a bunch of other characters were introduced in that fight as well that matter uh i say hesitantly but uh, yeah, we're still waiting on round three to start for Lucy, and Chin Jia will be there as well. Uh, we cut back to Violet, who has Sanji beaten up by her, her, her Don Quixote pirates, and she reveals that her power is to just read minds, I guess, if she does a funny hand sign. <laughs> she, she does she, the, like, she does the nine-year-old me yeah. making a mask thing, and she can yeah. see into people's minds and hearts. <laughs> it's great. It's very funny. It is the Batman hand sign, because it's, like, two okay signs, but, like, flipped upside down, which I just did. No one could see it, but yeah, I did it. Yeah, I, I also did that. <laughs> This is a visual. Mm-hmm. This is a visual medium, of course. Um, mm-hmm. I, I we think all it's, know it. I think it's funny paired with Bart being able to make barriers by crossing his fingers because those are both yeah. like little kid things that they've turned into actual powers. <laughs> of course, and I and I love that. Yeah, I think that's great. She is going to use that power on Sanji to figure out what his the plan is. She's like, I've tricked you. I'm going to use this to defeat the Straw Hats for the glory of Don Quixote or something like that. And she looks into his mind, and there is no information there, only ass and titties. <laughs> he is just too horny and too too devoted to the cause of horny to hold any other thoughts. And somehow this wins her over. She's like, wow, he's so dedicated to women that maybe maybe I was wrong to trick him. <laughs> Maybe maybe I should do all that other stuff, but for real this time. That we did in the last time, but this time I won't be lying. <laughs> uh, so in the next episode, 641, we see her do exactly that. She decides to fight against all of her own men, and I guess she fucking has tear attacks. She turns... <laughs> She like shoots tears that are whales. I don't... You know what? If, if I... I did not remember this. I was like, this isn't real. I'm watching a fake episode of One Piece right now. And I, if I, I didn't write down notes, <laughs> if I didn't write down notes and have to read them on this podcast, I would have forgotten again. It is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. So, so I, I just, I, I want to be able to, in real life, like respect women so hard that, they go against every other thing they were doing and and just believe me instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just like, oh, this guy's way better than the bad guys I'm working for. Yeah, there's something <laughs> to Violet. Like, there's more Violet backstory eventually. There's something to her being like, I don't like Doflamingo that much. So. Yeah, it, it, it's very, like, it, it it's played kind of, like, silly 
in the moment, but you do get the feeling that it's like, also Sanji being horny. She literally like <laughs> like it's it's not even like it's she looked into his mind and he he really was in love with her this whole time. Like they they play the comedy up to this horny extreme where it's like she looks into his mind and it's just like Nami's titties in there, <laughs> and she's like. I can't not fuck him now. Okay. <laughs> she, she's just like, this guy is too genuine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you just get the thing from it, like her being she like, feels I bad. want. She feels bad. It's like, it's, <laughs> she scammed this fucking simp out of all of his money on OnlyFans. She's like, damn it. I don't feel good about this now. And it's like, I, I also hate my boyfriend. So <laughs> I did. Because <laughs> that's like that's that's what I got for was like oh she like when she's like I need you to kill someone she like deep down doesn't care for Doflamingo and she's drawing from a real place she's method acting when she yeah. tricks Sanji uh huh which you know is is more is more than I would expect them to do out of Sanji turning a woman into sort of a good guy <laughs> it's very it it, it is. Almost entirely not on purpose. I think that's why it works for me to the extent that it does. <laughs> yeah. Because he's he doesn't like he doesn't say no. You can be good. He just can't say no to a woman, and <laughs> yeah. she, by circumstance, is like, "Fuck, he's oh look at this fucking sack of shit. <laughs> look what's going on in that head of his." And then she's like, "Okay, fine. I I feel bad." having him beat up now and also i didn't get the information i need uh at least i don't think so but yeah she, she i it, this is the what i would call this probably this, this there might be a trope that goes back even further than this but i would call it the hermit purple problem which is i made a very specific power <laughs> and now i want this character to have some sort of offensive ability as well so i have just changed it because hermit purple started as a bit where he, joseph could just make images appear sometimes and then eventually it's like fuck it he has power vines why not uh and i and i that's kind of how i feel about her power it's like even though they're back-to-back episodes and presumably back-to-back chapters just this idea of like yeah she can look into people's minds but also yeah she has other eye powers why not who cares she has to fight once so yeah so she fights off her men and then she can also use her power backwards i guess which is to let sanji look into her head and get a bunch of backstory. <laughs> that now that one that was like plot contrivance. Like that's why can't she just sure. fucking tell? Because you can just say it out. You can just say it out loud. I I'm, I don't know because because I, I guess the effect is they want to cut away and cut back. Uh, but it's I, not. I, I, you can still do that. You can still do that. I guess there's also a level of like th- this is too much to fucking talk about with like uh. A- television slash comic book made for like an 11 year olds uh. i think it's a co- it's also just kind of a cool idea yeah but but just something like uh secondhand retelling is bad so just i'll show you what i saw what i yeah, experienced we don't, we don't get that many visuals from it yeah but but still yeah um it's it's a neat idea uh we'll get the payoff of that a little bit later when he calls everybody on the snail phone back in the coliseum we find out that a bull is going to be in the next match. Just a bull. Just a, I don't know how he signed the form to enter, but there's just a bull. He's not like a man with a bull power. It's uh, just a bull. He, well, the bull is like part, like a regular competitor in the arena or some shit. This feels illegal, you know? It, like, <laughs> who, di- who does he get 
paid the same as everybody else. It's also there's only one of them. It's not even like, yeah, we have some animals for certain gladiator <laughs> fights. It's just there's <laughs> one bull. And instead of seeming like a pissed bull or like uh, just like a regular bullfight thing, this this bull seems like it enjoys the thrill of being able to like yeah. murder. <laughs> it's, it strikes me as if this bull entered for fun. But he'll come up in, the, in, in round three with Luffy. I mean Lucy. Luffy's not here. On another plot thread, if you remember Rebecca, the barely dressed gladiator combatant, uh, with with pink hair, she has a dream of that toy soldier that with the one leg. Not a sad story we'll have to talk about by any means, but she, you know, she's just dreaming about him. He's a funny little guy. Ha ha. Well, why was she taking a nap right now? I guess I don't know. Frankie, um, I guess. Oh, she's looking out the window, or she wakes up from her nap next to a window, and there's like a, is it like a cherry blossom? It's like a little pink leaf. I think it's probably just a cherry blossom or something that's like falling through the window. And uh, she looks out the window and Frankie is going by <laughs> with the toy soldier. I guess they've just been going in circles for a while because I guess they, they were at the, the, the Coliseum until now, basically. I think it's pretty big, so it took them a while to get outside. Sure. <laughs> Not that you would get it from the actual show you're watching. Not that you would yeah. see that visually. Uh, but yeah, they're going by, and she yells at them. She clearly has a relationship with this toy soldier. Uh, and she, she's like, I'm going to win. I'm going to win this stuff. And he, I think the toy soldier makes some remark. Like, he doesn't like that she's fighting in there. But uh, she is, and maybe we'll find out why. Meanwhile, on Green Bit, Robin and Usopp are hit with some sleeping gas, I think. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, they go to sleep, they, and there's purple gas. I think pretty much right away we cut to Robin uh, waking up, and she's been not even tied down, but, like, sewed to the floor. We'll, we'll learn a character here just sews shit a lot. I don't remember if it's a power or if it's just a thing he does. But she's, she's been Gulliver's traveled. To the ground, yeah. Uh, by by these 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 fairies, these dwarves, these Tantata tribe, whatever you want to call them. This scene's very funny because she just kind of says, "I'm not a bad guy." Three times, and they're like, "Okay." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it takes three tries. They're very aggressive, but after the third time, it's like, "Nah." She said it three times. You can't <laughs> lie three times. <laughs> I, I love it. The, the elder of the Tantata run up and it's like, how can you just believe her? And it's like, well, she said three times. And it's oh, like, oh, well, yeah. in that case. Well, in of that course. Case, completely understand. It seems like the conflict is going to rise up again because they're like, well, we have to take a weapon from you. I don't know if it's the same as they're like, we take shit from people or whatever. But uh, she's like, I don't have a weapon to give you. And it seems like they're going to fight again. But she is saved because the other person brought here with her is a legendary hero who's going to save all of them. <laughs> That's not explained in this episode. It will be explained next time. <laughs> and it's very funny because we needed a bunch of more connections for Dressrosa. <laughs> yep. we, we don't know the details yet. Uh, Robin and Usopp have been taken underground on Green Bit. That's where the Tantata chill. That's their place. We see very little of it because this arc has too many things going on. But uh, they have a nice little village down here. And it's about to be trade-off time for, for Caesar to do Flamingo on the beach. Uh, but Law, up there on the beach, gets a phone call, or a snail call, from Sanji. And he's like, this whole thing's a trap. And then the episode ends. So uh, 
the next episode starts, but the call again, but longer, more fleshed out. We get some of the visuals that he saw from Violet's mind. This is 642 now, but he's running away. He's running with Violet. They're running from the Don Quixote pirates. And he's like, so details aside, uh, Don Flamingo didn't actually resign. (laughs) They cut to a flashback of like people outside of his castle, which we saw a snippet of this, I think in the filler episode, but like people yelling outside of Doflamingo's fucking hill castle mountain thing. Why did you resign? We rely on your power here in Dressrosa. And then those government officials we saw earlier, CP zero, which I don't think we talked about how fucked up they look, but they do. It's just three of them in like white cloaks and wearing fucked up masks. But uh, they show up and tell all these townspeople, the report was false, but don't tell anybody until after three (laughs) o'clock, which is very uh, convenient and dare I say funny that Doflamingo is able to pull off this specific bit just to ruin Law's life and it works. But uh, people also like, how how do you misprint something like that? It's like, oh, it's a mistake. Don't worry about it. But also... We're going to issue a correction at exactly three o'clock. Don't tell anybody till then. Uh, we, we know why, obviously. So Law doesn't get tipped off, but he still does anyway because Sanji was horny. And we see that Doflamingo is almost at Green Bit now in the present for the uh, trade-off that's definitely going to happen. Guess who else is there? It's Fujitora. And if it's not... I mean, it's explained later in this episode, but it should tip you off right now how fucked up Doflamingo's thing that he did is Fujitora doesn't know the report was fake. Yeah. We should worry about that, probably. (laughs) I love how this episode ends because they just don't tell you. They're just like, like, it's literally the fucking, uh, I'm getting ahead of it, but like, it's literally the David Lynch elaborate on that no thing. (laughs) Yeah, so Fujitora is coming in to fuck up their trade-off and he... Ends up seeing Doflamingo, who does not know. He's like, yeah, you're not a warlord anymore. Because he doesn't know that the report was... Uh, he, I guess he didn't get briefed by CP0. <laughs> uh, before everyone's met up here, Robin just shows up. Sort of. She, like, <laughs> uses her power to make her torso appear on the beach and be like, Hey, Law, I'm underground right now. Uh, shit's and bad. Law's, <laughs> shit's pretty fucked up. Uh, Law, Law is like, where are you in the nose? In the dub. <laughs> uh, but there, there's going to be a beach beach confrontation. I think, I think Law tells her that shit's fucked up. Like, I just got a call from Sanji. Everything's bad. I don't remember exactly the details because I didn't write them all down. But I'm assuming they're all getting roughly on the same page. Which means it's a great time to check back in on the tournament. Round three begins. Not a lot to talk about. A lot of it's just combat that we don't have a lot of detail uh, to go on, there's there's some specific confrontations that I I took note of, but I do we do have to address that Luffy will go to stretch and then stop <laughs> stretching and be like, "This is a normal punch. <laughs> it's really good." Or this is a this is a normal kick, and when he does eventually stretch, no one cares. Everyone's just <laughs> like, "Oh, cool, he's strong. He's a strong guy. Definitely not made of rubber. <laughs> that didn't happen. Yo ho ho." In the uh, stands, the barracks, wherever, Cavendish is flipping shit because he just wants to go kill uh, the person that he thinks is Luffy. He's wrong. It's Lucy. But also in the battle, Luffy is flattened by a hammer, but it's fine. Uh, (laughs) Which is also 
funny he's, and he's made of rubber. Yo, how how did that happen? Yo, uh, I took a bite of go gum, and Kevin just like, how do you people not see what I'm seeing? Come on. <laughs> Uh, so before the episode ends, we're, we're going back to the Doflamingo plot thread. Aren't we happy that these things are happening concurrently with completely uh, matching tones? Doflamingo, all, the, the new newspaper goes out and everyone's like, oh, good. There's the correction. He's still a warlord. Whoopsie doodle. Now on the beach, everyone's here. Fujitor is here with a bunch of nameless marines that don't matter. Uh, Doflamingo is on the beach and Law is on the beach. Fujitor is also like, oh, that's fucked up. How are you able to like that is that is that is too much power for even a warlord to pull off manipulation of mass media like yeah. this. And, and 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 with with the accommodation of CP0, the most the highest echelon of secret forces that the government has to offer. I don't remember I I think maybe Law is the person who says it, but uh it's like the only person who could possibly pull that off would have to be a celestial dragon. And Doflamingo <laughs>, laughs and is like, that's funny, isn't it? Ha, ha, ha. Anyways. <laughs> I'm the Joker. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> I'm here to kill you. <laughs> yeah, anyways, we don't, literally, we don't have time to talk about that right now. So we need, to, we need to fight on the beach. What's funny about that is now that it, what, what this boils down to, now that we're going into the next episode, 643, uh, Fujitor is like, Fujitor presses law and it's like, well, you're in trouble for making an alliance with Luffy. So are you actually working with him or did he join under you, which would be fine? And law refuses to lie about it. He's like, no, we're in an alliance, which I, you know, cool. Of course, of course he's not going to like lie about that. But as a result, <laughs> uh, as a result of all of these revelations coming to light right now, Fujitor is like, Okay, well, I'm not going to fight Doflamingo because he's a warlord, but I am going to fight you, Law, because I have to rescind your warlord card. So now Law's like, I have to fight two of these assholes. <laughs> this is true. This is like, oh. He just, he just believes Doflamingo officially. Oh, okay, I guess what you did is fine. Okay, let's take care of the guy who, the other guy I was sent here for. Yeah, it's, it's, I think Fujitora's deal is like, I'm really pissed off that you're able to do that, Doflamingo, but since you're a warlord, I can't do anything about it. Law, however, <laughs> he's going to get a meteor to the face. So let's talk about Fujitora's insane fucking gravity power. Uh, didn't you say he's fun to play in the Warriors game? Yes. He's great. <laughs> I, I can believe He flies it. around on rocks! <laughs> uh, which he does in this episode. I think he also flies around on, like, bits of broken up tree. Uh, it's It's... A really fun combination of powers duking it out here on the beach because Fujitora has such a immense control over gravity, I guess, that he can just, like, pull a meteor down to their exact location. <laughs> Why not? Sure. It's such a great visual, and it's just like, no one should be able to do that. <laughs> like, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen Whitebeard cut the sea in half with earthquakes, <laughs> This still makes me think, oh, come fucking on, dude. Like, come on. Isn't, isn't that... He does what... it multiple times! Multiple meteors come down! Isn't that basically what the, the main bad guy of Naruto's power is? He can just, like, throw planets at people? You think I know how Naruto ends? Uh, I, 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 I've played I've played one of those horribly unbalanced and honestly not very fun uh, Ninja Storm games. Yeah. 
and the main bad guy who looks like Super Saiyan 3 Sasuke Madara or whoever uh, was throwing like planets or something. And I was like, I don't, cool. I don't know what the fuck. This I know that. I know a few things about the ending of Naruto. I know that the sexy jutsu is like ultimately what saves the day because uh. <laughs> uh, they fight God, but she's like gay, and the moon is a sharing gun. And this is Mad Libs right now. <laughs> one of the final panels is Gara on a MacBook. Those are the things I know about the ending of Naruto. Do not correct me on Twitter. <laughs> Naruto is just Mad. This is Mad Libs. I think I can't remember if Mecha Naruto is canon or not. Is the thing that's the other thing that I know happens at some point in Shippuden. Do not contact me about Naruto in any way. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if Madara can throw planets, but Fujitora can summon meteors. And I don't know if he's going to be able to summon anything else bigger than that. I hope not. It's very scary uh, to think about. Because he's not even... there. It's not even like he exerted himself to do it. This is like a casual no. thing he can do. That's what makes that scary. He does it so casually, like it's just a regular fucking thing. Yeah, and he does it multiple times. And presumably we still have to think Aki Inu is stronger than this guy. Like, if the marine structure is anything to be believed in how anime works is supposed to be believed, is like, he's not the strongest guy in the marines, but it's a fucked up power. Uh, anyways, the meteor comes down. Law, you know, because of his power, he splits it in half. Like, basically, the two halves go each direction. So, like, Doflamingo has to destroy one of them with all of his strings, and Fujitora just, like, deflects it. And uh, after the smoke clears... Basically, the whole beach was destroyed down to, like, I guess, bedrock. Because well, all that's left is just three pillars of sand where they're all standing. And because it's sand, I'm like, that, I don't believe that. But, <laughs> sure. It seems like you just, like, tide comes in, just fucks them all up. But any, but no, they're, they're, it's, it's a very striking visual, which is why it's in the opening. And yeah, I would have assumed it was part of the, like, the tournament that has... That has like these weird like pillars in it. These weird like uh <laughs> no, it's, it's just it's just this it's just this weird standoff between these three, and I kind of wish more happened here because it is such a striking <laughs> yeah. visual. They basically just go through like one more meteor attack, and then Law runs away. <laughs> it's a really cool idea, but I the Dress Rosa train has to keep on moving, and Law is like, I'm going to die, so <laughs> I can't actually fight Law. Honestly, can't fight either one of these people on his own right now, I don't think. Maybe Fujitora, but no, I don't think he can fight Doflamingo on his own at this point. I don't know. This arc's long. Maybe he'll have to do it anyway. Who could say? <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, that, that, I mean, there's, I'm getting ahead of that beach fight ending, or rather, I'm getting ahead of Law running away. Uh, we, we cut back to Frankie, who is going to the flower field, which is the field of sunflowers that we've seen on screen a couple times we get it takes a while to actually get confirmation that that's what they're talking about but multiple people are trying to get there yeah uh across these several episodes it's like frankie is being led by the toy soldier which we'll find out he's working with the tontata tribe they all want to fuck up doflamingo in the factory for reasons yeah frankie's like i thought we were going after the factory i need to fuck up that factory and the toy soldier's like yeah i mean i can get you there but it's complicated. And basically Frankie calls, does he call law? I don't know. He try. I think he tells somebody that it's gotten complicated, but he's going to do it. Maybe he's calling Sanji. I don't, 
my notes miss it. <laughs> but Sanji is now uh, out in the streets again. He sees that Luffy's in the tournament, and I think he probably makes some remark like, how did this happen? <laughs> Why? This is not what should be happening right now. We already had an arc planned, uh, but he doesn't uh, do anything about it. Uh, Violet is giving Sanji a map for the factory. She's like, here, you can use this for your plan, but I am going to run away. And he wants to save her. He's like, no, stay with me. Meet at the rendezvous point, which I have to imagine it comes back that she knows where the rendezvous point is. I don't remember. So that's not an intentional spoiler. I just, I, when I watched it, I was like, that's gotta be a problem. Right. (laughs) He's, but he wants to save her. He's like, run away with us or whatever, which now I guess is, you know, now, now is kind of getting into the, you can be a good person if you just come with us thing. But she's, she just runs away. And at this point, Kinemon shows up and he's like, Hey, remember last time when I got confronted by a bunch of bad people, here they are. And Sanji beats them up. So that. (laughs) Crisis averted. Uh, anyways, so now they have the map for the factory. That'll come up whenever they get to the factory, I guess. Kinemon, I guess, learned that Kanjuro, his, his samurai comrade he wants to save, is at the toy house, which is a thing we'll hear about again later. Back in the tournament, <laughs> uh, our buddy Lucy is playing Matador uh, with the bull. I... I imagine this bit is intentional because he's wearing a red cape, but he's in second gear and just kind of like disappearing every time it comes at him, uh, which is fun. It lasts a little while. And then he just uses his conqueror's hockey to tame the bull. Yeah. <laughs> Not the best buds. Yeah. And then, yeah, he just starts riding it and they're, they're just, they're a team now. Is that the only update for the tournament in this episode? I think so. Uh, yeah. We cut back to Usopp or should I say Uso land? Because he does his classic bit of just myth-making. He, he was captured by these people, but he saw that they had a statue in their home <laughs> that we might uh, recognize. Uh, it's Noland. Do you remember Noland? I sure do. He was this world traveler guy who went to the sky, and he was, a, he was, like, he was like in the backstory of Jaya. It, it was it implied that he he was someone similar to Usopp who made up all of his adventures and was sentenced to death. But then it was revealed, no, the world just shifted in a way that fucked him over and ruined his life. Yeah, this just it's just that the the stories he told were about a place that got shot into fucking space. And, and, but it was real. And with what they tell about Nolan here. Sounds like another bullshit lie. He comes home. He's like, "Hey guys, I met these like little dwarves. They're like tiny, but they have the str- they're stronger than like a hundred men. And uh, I helped them with like a revolution, and I'm their hero now." And mm-hmm. then, <laughs> and then he is like, "Okay, sure, buddy. Jail for a hundred years. <laughs> you locked away for the rest of your life." Yeah. So, so if you remember, Noland has this like funny looking head. He's got he. I think they call it a chestnut uh, yeah. shape. So, and Usopp conveniently is wearing a hat that kind of points the same way right now <laughs> yeah. for this arc. So when he sees that statue and recognizes it, he knows enough about Noland to lie about being a descendant of Noland. Uh, and he says that his name is Usoland, which also means that Robin has to be called. He, he, he does this bit for all of the crew members. So he's like, no, no, our, our crew will help you. We got Robaland. I got Zoro land. 
I don't know if it's Frankie Land or some other thing, but they just do this bit of putting Land after everybody's name. So that's just a, that's just true now. The, he, he just made up this story to get everybody on the same side. I th- Leo is really the main focal point of the Tantata tribe. He's this basically a shonen lead of his own. He's this funky little guy. He's the guy that sews. He wears all green. But he's like, I mean, it's just, it's fate that we would get this hero that comes to save us on today, the day that we're going to go to war against Doflamingo. And Usopp makes a face because he's like, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> uh, he's like, this guy, this guy, Uso Land will, will save us and help us defeat Doflamingo. Me upstairs, you know, topside, the beach is being fucking obliterated by meteors. And every time the world shakes, uh, Usopp's just like, oh, that's just my power. My power that's, is so strong. That's my hockey. Like, damn. That, he, yeah, he sh- calls it hockey. <laughs> he can shake the world up there with this thing he calls hockey? That's crazy. That's, whoa. <laughs> wow. And I, None I, of I lo- this could be fake. <laughs> I, I, I love Robin just thinking, like, these, <laughs> these things are too gullible. They are. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're, it's funny, so... And uh, it just kind of very quickly and conveniently gets a lot of a lot of people on the same page, I guess, <laughs> which you could you could certainly see there being a whole 30 episode arc of them interacting with the people of Greenvit and then being like, we have beef with a country that oppresses us owned by Doflamingo. And then they go together as a unit or something. But uh, no, we'll just shuffle it into the deck we already have. Fuck it. Why not? Uh, anyways, they're going to go to the flower field as well. They say that they're going to meet the Riku Royal Army. It's the first time we've heard the name Riku in One Piece, but... Is there bugs in him? <laughs> no, there's bugs in their airport that they take to go, though. I, I do joke that I, I have to discuss every piece of media that has a Riku in it. Because I... I, I t- I, we started this podcast first before I did my Kingdom Hearts podcast, but I already knew that there was a Riku in it. So, and then I did a what's the? I did another Riku. I did Final Fantasy X and X too. Too many Rikus. Uh, anyways, yes, we don't really know anything about them yet, but there is some some force called the Riku Royal Army, and they are uh, they're all gonna meet up at this place in the flower field. Convenient. Everyone's going there right now. Uh, episode six hundred forty four. Do you remember Nami? I know it's been a while. So, you're going to have to re- she, refresh she, me. She's, um, she's an L-A-D-Y. Okay. Uh, she's, she's not an shy. L-A-D-Y. She's not shy. Does she have huge honkers? <laughs> I mean, that actually doesn't narrow it down for it women in this in It this does series. not. <laughs> now, that, uh, now that you've seen Violet, like, actually, I, I, I need to pull up the, um, the Violet manga to anime comparison. <laughs> Oh no! Because it it's like I think I truly think Dressrosa is really this this peak moment. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> it's ridiculous. If you if you just Google listener, you might already also know this. I've posted it in the Discord behind behind spoiler tags before when we were on this topic, but like just Google violet one piece manga anime and you'll get comparisons where it's just like the anime, just like 
fucking inflates the titties. It's insane. She's like spilling out of them even more. Yes. God damn, that's nuts. It's 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 wild. <laughs> oh, I, f- I found I found another one. I'm also going to to send you. I um I could probably do a similar search for Rebecca that I'm not going to do, but uh, I've sent you one more. And it's just like, it's just like, we need to add like contours in the cleavage. That's not how clothes work. Uh, Toei, Toei, come on. What are you doing? <laughs> they, they don't like suck in under. Like, <laughs> I've, I've worn clothes before. Nobody I, at Toei has. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, I don't have, I don't have large breasts or anything, but you know, I have appendages that are, that are going off of my body, like my arms, they don't like suction cup, cup to under my arms when I lift my arms up, like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, I think, uh, I mean, the anime's always loved a big titty, sometimes two at a time. I, I really feel like there's this point, like, the quality of animation I think is maybe at its lowest in Dressrosa. Um, they real I, I don't know if it's like a budget thing. They just have to really save it for all the big fights coming later because too many things happen in Dressrosa. But uh, all the same, I've been waiting to show you that image for a long time. <laughs> but yes, no, I mean, we, we were, you were trying to remember Nami. She's the navigator of the crew. <laughs> She's on the boat. We were, I, I mentioned her at the top of the episode. Uh, yeah. Nami is with... I already forgot again. Chopper, Brook, and Momonosuke. And we now get to see a little bit more of that hell dimension, the LSD hell dimension, inside of the boat that they looked into. Turns out, uh, that's someone's devil fruit power. I'm sure you could never have guessed that. So, but... um... Uh, okay, I'll, I'll mention in a minute when we talk about the character. Okay, uh, well, <laughs> I mean, we immediately meet who does it, uh, which is... A pirate under, you know, Doflamingo, surprise. Uh, I I might be pronouncing this wrong, but Giola? Uh, Giola. Yeah, she can turn stuff into abstract art versions of whatever she S- throws so her power at, and her design is uh, awful. Um, it's awful. not fun. Um, that's, no. not, that's not even me from, like, from being like, why isn't everyone a big titty hot lady? Um, well, no, think... it's, it's, it's this problem with One Piece where, either, where women are either Nami or they are <laughs> fatphobic jokes. Because, like, the, the thing that, like, bothers me about this is she has the design of, like, a one-episode kind of antagonist character. And... It feels very East Blue. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a good way to put it. Um, well, I have two things to talk about with this character. One, uh... I... I know her name is similar to Giallo, which is the, which is Italian for yellow, and also a genre of their like horror slasher films, which I think is neat. Mm. And two, she has some kind of art fruit. So what the fuck is going on with Miss Golden Week? <laughs> we have someone She's just who can really good at painting powers, and we who has power to like do art. In real life, I, I, and then I, we have I, someone who's just really, really good, so good that their paintings inspire strong emotions. They're just really I'm good the, at painting. I'm the only person who cares about this, like six hundred no, episodes care. later. I, I care. I just think it's really funny if it's never backfilled or explained. It would be. I, it, never it would will. be equally it funny. It would be equally funny if she shows up again and they explain it. Or, uh, I don't know, maybe she's in cover stories, just having a great career. But, like, even thinking about the mantra stuff in Skypea being, like, 
retrofitted to be a type of hockey. That doesn't work for Golden Week. Like, there's no, <laughs> there, there's nothing has been introduced that could possibly be retconned to line up with her. She's never had a fruit. Or, I don't know, I, they said it wasn't a fruit. I think she would know if it was a fruit. I don't think it's like a wanna joke where they're like, yeah, I stopped being able to swim, but now I have this power. Like, I don't think they're doing that either. It's just never going to be explained. And um, great. You know what? We get one. We get one of those. Well, looks like she showed up in in a cover story that was happening right before Enel went to space. It looks like she met up with all the Baroque Works people in uh, in a prison before they were transferred and pulled down. <laughs> mm. I, I, I have looked at this up as well now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's she, what she's I was going gonna, to use her art power to break out of prison. That's also what I was gonna say about this. She just this this painting art lady just looks like the weird like weasel lady, the mole lady from Baroque Works. Like, mm-hmm. like they're related somehow. Ever uh, since I sure do like what she does with her power. It's great. Ever since you said that cover stories should have been adapted into eye catches, I have not known peace. I'm just like imagining <laughs> the world that it could have been. Because there's so many things that, like, that would provide for the, the world at large. Because, like, there, it, it's, there, there's so many things that are, like, we, we talked about it with, with Andrew, our, our former manga correspondent, uh, retired. But the way that they adapt the, like, separated straw hat stuff and the way that, like, oh, yeah, Ha-Chan had, like, a... Re- his image was rehabilitated in cover stories way before Fishman Island happened. And there's a lot of little things like that that, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe that's a Patreon idea when we, we <laughs> run out of Foxy Filler. Maybe we need to go through cover stories. I, there's probably a database somewhere of just those <laughs> on their own. I'm sure. I bet the wiki probably just has them. <laughs> probably. Also, that would be uh, literally next year. So, anyways. Great idea. Bookmarked it. Already forgot about <laughs> it. Uh, she, uh, Giola here, she turns the straw hats into art, by the way, uh, which is very funny. And I have to imagine very annoying to animate and draw uh, because everybody turns into weird art people. <laughs> uh, I, I like what happens to, to Brooke. You know, he just looks like the screen painting. Yes. Uh, I like the way the way Nami looks like it's. It's actually like really cool. It's it's neat. Um, it's I'm a, terrified it's a, it's of Cubist design. Chopper though. Cubist Chopper terrifies me. Minecraft Chopper is is gonna like haunt my dreams for a long time until he's fixed. Yeah, it's, it doesn't help. He's wearing green, so it is <laughs> yeah. particularly One Piece or not particularly Minecraft. Yeah, the brick design is 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 inspired. Momonosuke just kind of has like a butt ahead like it looks like the, yeah. it looks like the peach emoji a little bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh you no know, i i think i think i think nami's design is 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 cute as hell in in her weird fucked up art thing and then do we get the rest of this scene oh yeah they escape with um oh it's worth mentioning that jola specifically is here to like kidnap momonosuke we don't really learn why but that's her target that's why she's uh, here yeah Flamingo seems to want something with a samurai from Wano. Someone from Wano. I don't. I don't like this. I don't like no. this thread for the next three hundred episodes. <laughs> no, I mean, you don't think Wano is going to be like an important place we go to? You don't think like that's a big deal? Well, remember, anything. remember when they mentioned we're going to Fishman Island, and then a bunch of stuff happened. Um, as if this feels like. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, 
jokes aside, you know exactly how far away Wano is. So. Yeah. Plenty of things have to happen before that. So, anyways, uh, yeah, there's a they escape on the the Straw Hats escape on the the shark, which I don't know if it has a name, and then the Mini Mary, which has a name. Uh, and there's just like a submarine nearby that they were hiding in the fog. Joel is like, okay, fine, fuck you. I'm gonna turn your ship into a child's drawing. I'm gonna fucking do that weird process from Spy Kids and make it look fucked up. <laughs> and that's uh it for now uh eventually we'll we'll check back in on that i guess uh back in the coliseum do you remember ricky the old guy oh yeah yeah the old the old the old guy who fought with just a sword and that was significant to people but no one knew why he fights with just a sword but he's old as shit and he rejects treatment notably because he refuses to remove his helmet maybe someone would recognize him he recognizes rebecca and he has a sad memory, and then he fucking leaves, and we don't talk about him again. <laughs> well, why would we? Well, it's clearly not important. So, <laughs> leave it for later. Uh, upstairs in the tournament, we see that Diamante is here. Uh, if you remember Diamante, he is the guy that looks like Steven Tyler. He's very important <laughs> in the, uh, the, the upper, upper echelon of the Don Quixote family. And he was given the job of, like, running this tournament. By Doflamingo himself. He was given the fruit. He's, talk- he's talking to Bellamy in this scene, who lost in his round. Uh, he-, he, was doing this- he was doing this tournament because if he won for, for Doflamingo, he would be allowed to move-, move up and become like an official higher-ranking family member. But he ate shit uh, because Bartopi, Diamante is like, all right, I'll give you a second chance, but you have to just fucking kill Luffy. If you kill Luffy, then... We'll, we'll, we'll give you the job that you want. And he's like, you, Bellamy's struggling because Luffy was nice to him. And he's like, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can kill Luffy, but also, this, you know, this is everything to me. This is my job. This is the life I want. Uh, I don't think we see him again for the rest of these episodes, but that's now a planted seed. Speaking of people who want to kill Luffy, uh, Cavendish is talking about killing Luffy. And Bart... Bar- Bar- Bartolomeo is like, Hey, buddy, you can't kill him. <laughs> Me and him, we got a special connection. And, you know, you might think, Oh, shit, another person who wants to kill Luffy? Come on. <laughs> How many? We don't need too many of those in this arc. It's not what happens. No. Uh, <laughs> when, uh, when, when they brought Sabo back to life, they gave him sick-ass piercing and dyed his hair. Yeah, no, this Bart Bardisabo confirmed. <laughs> yeah, oh no. I'm going to go back in time to, to one Dressrosa was happening on manga and just post that on the forum and then uh, log out and never check again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if that was ever a theory. Like if, any, if anyone ever thought blank was Sabo the whole time. Sanji, you know? Yeah, the first time I saw the, the opening to Pirate Warriors 3, I was like, why does Sanji have a hat now? Yeah. And and the scar. Because I had seen enough of Water 7 to know that Sanji can basically just have fire powers. So it made sense to me in the opening. Yeah. Anyways, what the fuck happens uh, next? Uh, oh, yeah. So Bart, we don't learn what his connection is yet. However, there is a giant in the ring, which is weird because we've already seen enough shots of the fight where you're like, I feel like I should have saw him in those other shots. Yeah. But you don't uh, until now. 
and this is Hyrodin. He has a name. He's from Elbaf. I think he has a motivation, probably, to be here. But, oh, you know, yeah, he says he just wants to be, he wants to have firepower, because then he'll be stronger, I guess. Um, he fucks up Luffy. He, like, hits Luffy and the, and the bull. It's called Moosey now. <laughs> Lucy has begun calling him Moosey. Uh, we see that Rebecca has also joined the watch party upstairs. People think that Hyruden has defeated Lucy and the bull, but uh, as the smoke clears, we see that no, Lucy is simply mourning his fallen comrade. And then he jumps up and knocks down the giant in one punch. <laughs> Which is cool. That's it. That's, like, that's, that's the whole confrontation they have. In the next episode, 645, uh, Lucy is... Basically, just kind of like dragging the bull like out of the battlefield. He's like, he's just like, I'm, he's honoring his his fallen friend. Here's another character that I'm mentioning now for the first time in this episode. Idio, the bo- uh, kickboxer. Is that he's like the boxer, the guy with the weird arms. Yeah, he's got weird fucking shoulders, uh, yeah. but he punches really good. He does, and he punches the giant like into the stands. I guess he was already unconscious, and now he's just like doubled over on the side of the of the stadium yeah he'll be a another piece of conflict as this fight continues uh, we see that Zoro's still lost he gets annoyed with wicca ditches her runs in a circle runs into her again picks her back up takes like 10 minutes <laughs> uh but it's funny uh but then they just they're back they're i don't know they, they get to the same page they're like sorry that i was mean i'm um, sorry that i punched you and Tried to break a rib cage, <laughs> and they're they're back on their way to the flower field. Back on Greenbit, I basically already described this scene. Fujitor brings another meteor. Law is like, I can't fight both these fucking assholes, and he runs away. And that's it for now. Uh, Lucy is now fighting Idio, the, the the punchy boy. I don't think anything significant really happens in their fight. Uh, we see that the the Kano brothers. The the two people who were under Chin Jiao, all the Chin, all the all the people from Kano are in this fight. I don't. I, Sai and Boo are the brothers' names. I think they're brothers. They're doing okay though. They have a very specific fighting style that I didn't write down specifics about, but they have it. They punch good. It reminds me of Dials, but I don't think it's Dials. They just punch with like weird amounts of force or something, similar yeah. to the way that Chin Jiao's head was working. It's just like fucked up and strong. I don't know. They're good at it. Who cares? Um, do you, uh, the Funk Brothers are in this fight as well. Remember the Funk <sighs> Brothers? Pooh boy, did I forget what happens with these two? Oh, it's like uh, a fucking nightmare. Like, it is. It's, it's, we saw this in a filler arc, kind of. Um, it, yes, but, it reminded me of the, of the, the Luffy being swallowed by the giant <laughs> filler arc. Um, or I guess the other way around. Luffy, Lu- yeah. Luffy swallows the giant. And they get big, and then Luffy is just big, which is very funny. But this is similar. We're we're not. I I think it is the end of this episode where that happens. But the Funk Brothers, their dynamic is established. Kelly Funk is this boxing guy. He's a short king, but he's very insecure about it. So people are picking on his stature, his height, uh, and he punches his big brother, or maybe younger brother. I don't know. Maybe I have their names backwards. I don't know. I think the taller one might be Bobby, and Kelly mm. might be the shorter one. It doesn't. Ultimately, it does not matter because 
<laughs> no, uh, they will become one. Uh, the the smaller one, yeah, he's you know the the bigger one can't actually do anything. He's just a big tough fucking guy, but he doesn't actually fight. The younger one can fight, but he's like he wasn't gifted with the same fucking bod. They have a solution to this though. The Kano Bros are beating up the Funk Bros. Uh, yeah, everything I just said. Bobby can't fight. Something's going to happen. We see like I think Kelly, the the, the smaller one, saying like. You gotta put it on. Put, you gotta do it. And he's like, I don't wanna. I don't wanna, little bro. And then uh, we cut away, and then something fucking happened because when we cut back, Kel- Kelly, the boxing one that's not wearing a shirt, is now massive and beating the shit out of the Kano guy. <sighs> we'll learn what happens in the next episode. My notes just says what the fuck happened because I did not remember this as a plot point. Uh, meanwhile, Lucy has lost his helmet. Which is bad, because he's trying to hide his identity. And he has to fight this, like, bandit guy that feels racist for it. <laughs> he's like a... He's a bandit with dark skin who's, like, clearly designed around, like, cactus imagery. <laughs> Does he have, like, a weird accent in the dub? No. I guess that was the only solution to the problem that, like, <laughs> Funimation saw, which is, like, we need the least... <laughs> the, the least offensive voice he just kind of sounds like this <laughs> anyways yeah he needs to get his helmet back and chin Zhao is like i'm going to kill you garp's grandson so and then in the next episode 646 we get a flashback now to reveal what the funk brothers did turns out that short king kelly funk is a skin suit oh and he tells his brother God. to wear him <sighs> so he does it's that's like fucking body horror. Like it, it could be argued that Luffy's entire existence is body horror, but like mm-hmm. fucking they they show him putting it on a little bit. Like it's yeah. fucking weird. And I don't. Has, like a zip, it has a zipper. He yeah. zips. He zips his brother's skin suit around him, and he's like, <gasps> "Okay, now you have my. I'm just gonna ragdoll inside of you, I guess." You you get my my super strong body that can just take that can like break weapons, and you get yeah. all your punching skill. Great. I I do prefer this over a guy who if he punches enough in one spot for a while he can do a be- he can do a mega punch. He, he's better than King Punch. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah. I I almost wonder if like watching that filler arc softened us to this to some extent because this one doesn't have any vor involved at least. <laughs> I could be argued, but <laughs> you 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 think that this counts as vor zipping um, up a body, a, a skin suit I, around you, uh, sentient think, sentient skin suit? I think I think it it would be a, a long debate that would be locked by moderators in the forums. Yeah, <laughs> after fourteen thousand posts, <laughs> because that's a nightmare. Is Doflamingo a libertarian? <laughs> <laughs> that's just. Yes, that's, that's not really a hard question. Doflamingo would be into Bitcoin, I think. <laughs> no, he'd make he'd make Dofi coin. Dofi coin. I mean, really, I think the toys are just NFTs if you think about it. <laughs> oh shit! Oh no! <laughs> we haven't even talked about the toys yet in this episode. Oh, there's uh, so much. <laughs> there's so much. One piece keeps happening all the time. It keeps happening. I warned you about One Piece. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I wrote down this as like the giant filler arc, but fucked up in canon. Uh, so, so the brothers combined, 
beat the shit out of Boo. I'm not talking about Dragon Ball, even though it might sound like two people fused together and beat up somebody named Boo. I don't know if there's fusion in that arc, but I had to go for the joke. Sai, the other Kano brother, is... I'm assuming they're brothers. Because as I'm saying it, I'm like, am I right about that? They might as well be. Yeah, so Sai beats up the, the, the Funk brothers in One Piece, and uh, Idio now starts fighting Sai. They're weeding out the numbers, but also showing off all of these people's techniques uh, to an extent where hopefully they're memorable. Not all of them are meant to be, but some of them are. And uh, anyways, back to Nami. They run a whole gambit of like distracting Giola and the other Doflamingo pirates in the submarine because Nami destroys it with lightning. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, it's yeah, it's nice to watch. Um, I like her doing her her thing and and outsmarting people. And that's those people there are not brute force fighters, and they've also been put at a significant disadvantage because they are turned into fucked up art pieces. Like something happens to the later something happens to Nami's. It becomes like attacked. it starts to turn into the fucking Oingo Boingo world from part three of JoJo. Like yes, they're, they're very weird, good. Up book. <laughs> good comparison there. I mean, whatever the lo- boring localized name is, that's not nearly as fun as just calling it Oingo Boingo. Um, what were? I don't remember their localized names. I don't care to look it up. But that I think that's the end of that scene. Yeah. Um. Oh, here's a stupid plot point that doesn't matter because this character is insignificant in every way. Uh, the racist guy Gene. Uh, he's going after specifically people who escaped from Impel Down. And I don't know why that matters, but just steals shit. He just steals weapons and then throws them. And Luffy just dodges everything. And um, as he's dodging them, they went behind him and went into Chin Zhao, the big guy, uh, the big boy, who is now just going to beat up Luffy. Oh, fuck. I just remembered a funny joke I was going to I was going to make. I was going to grab a screen cap of him with like his piles of just like armor and weapons and it is going to be uh when you when you finish the dungeon in Elder Scrolls mm. cuz you got you picked up every item in the dungeon I'm funny It's pretty funny yeah <laughs> You got to like go into the console and change your endurance stat so you don't have to leave yeah. anything behind That's what he did that's what this guy did <laughs> You know the big guy's pissed Yeah Chinjao's pissed Jean gets distracted Lucy gets his helmet back Chinjao just kind of hits Gene once and he flies into the fucking wall. Uh, F. Well, hopefully we'll never see him again. And uh, now it's, you know, it's really about Luffy fighting Chin Zhao for the rest of this. He does the pose. He does the second gear pose, which I don't, I don't actually see him do it that much, but it's good. They are going to do big punches at each other. The other two people fighting in this arena are... Idio and Sai, like they're the two that are still left over. They accidentally get in between Luffy and Chinjao and just kind of get knocked out. Like they just they just get punched out of the way and now it's just these two. It's just Luffy and Chinjao. They clash conquerors hockey and that looks cool. Yeah. Um actually I think this is what knocks everybody else out and makes it just these two. I think there might have still been some stragglers. But yeah, that's a cool thing that it's I guess Chen Zhao has Conqueror's Hockey, and all the people in the stands are like, that's fucked up. This is only round three. <laughs> this is not even the finals. <laughs> End of the episode, though. Uh, 647 starts with Chen Zhao crying 
because he wants his treasure back. So now we have to address that he has a backstory and a reason. We have to we have to dig into why uh he has a grudge against Garp. And it I think it's clear instantly <laughs> that he he said he he that Garp took his drill from him and his treasure. And I was instantly like, "Oh fuck, Garp punched his head into a stupid shape." Which is which is true. It is what happened. <laughs> but I think it's very funny that it takes a while for Luffy to actually listen to what he's saying and realize that something at all happened. See, it, eventually, I like when he started doing like a bunch of headbutt stuff. I put that together, but I was also like, it's going to be something really fucking stupid. <laughs> it's going to be like, at no point does a character make a big deal about something another character did for, to them. At, for the most part, and it's not like silly, like <laughs> like Duval. <laughs> like, it is. It is a little similar to the to the Duval thing. You ever get punched so hard that your head's just fucking different now? <laughs> and that fucking Duval got fucked up without hockey. Sanji didn't even have hockey then. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we'll see more of the 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 this final Coliseum fight with these two takes uh, a while longer still. But check in with Sanji who points out to Kinemon that there are a lot of Marines surrounding the Coliseum. That's probably bad. They're being led by Bastille. I can't remember if we've seen this guy before or if he looks familiar because I've watched Dressrosa before. <laughs> but he has, like, a distinct design. We see very little of him here, but I caught his name. Now for some fucked up shit. Frankie learns from the toy soldier about the toy rules. I don't even remember why it starts, but, like, He's like, yeah, well, toys, you know, there's this... Dressrosa has a curfew, period. And toys can't go into human houses. And they're like a lesser status of citizen. Frankie's like, where did toys come from then? Like, what? I just assumed y'all just coexisted now. Y'all seem pretty peachy out here in the streets. The soldier goes up to a random toy interacting with... uh, a family that he's with. He's like, hey, come here for a second. And he's like, he gestures to Frankie. He's like, he's, he's one of us. So uh, tell, tell me who you really are. <laughs> and he like, he was doing like a, like a, I'm a, I'm a toy voice when he was playing. He's a dog. He's a dog toy. And he's playing with this kid and his mom. And the soldier's like, tell me who you really are. And he's like, well, I was a human. <laughs> <laughs> That's my kid. That's my that's my kid. That's my son over there that I'm playing with. And he goes over and asks the kid, like, "Son, where's your father?" And the kid's like, "I've never had a father." <laughs> nightmare. It is a nightmare. The toy explains that someone in Doflamingo's crew, which this is a silhouette that you can probably recognize, actually, <laughs> that someone has a tiny little girl. A tiny little girl. Yeah, there's oh, not that many of those, but she has a devil fruit power that seems to turn people into toys, and when that happens, the peop- like, people just fucking forget they ever existed. <sighs> yeah. Here I am, dropping the limes again. <laughs> Maybe you can already start tying threats together, but <laughs> it's just a thing that is uh, introduced. Is that this, this came to Dressrosa with Doflamingo as a way to... Uh, I don't know, get rid of people, I guess. Uh, anyways, what if that's all the blank air ever was, was just turning things into toys? <laughs> and everyone forgot. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fucked up. 
somehow Sugar's the most powerful person in the whole universe. Anyways, uh, Lucy fight continues. Chin Zhao spins on his head like a top. This happens several more times. Uh, back to Green Bit. Uh, Law is trying to call Nami, but he can't. No one's there to pick up the phone. Uh, and the phone probably also looks like a banana or some shit. Uh, let's see. Back underneath Green Bit, Usopp, or Uso Land, asks why, uh, wh- why are the Tantata r- going to, to wage this war against Doflamingo? And, you know, this factory's bad, and it also boils down to the Tantata princess is being held hostage at the factory, th- making the smiles. Leo also goes out of his way to say, yeah, the princess fucking sucks, but what can you do? <laughs> Gotta save her. Weird thing to mention, but okay. Yeah. She's just a, a, a huge asshole, but she is the princess, so we gotta see. We, we don't have any other choice. No other choices. Next episode, though, 648, uh, we see the Tentata's bug airport in their secret tunnel that goes straight to the flower field. Super convenient. Get everybody in the same place pretty quickly. Of course, Uso Land and Raba Land are, are, are too big for the, 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 the bugs. So they get to ride on, like, some cool foxes that they just have also. Yeah. Uh, the Tantata have also been lower-class citizens. Um, longer than Doflamingo has been here, though. They've been lower-class citizens for, uh, of, of, like, Dressrosa at large uh, for over 900 fucking years. So that's bad. Uh, they start talking about the flower field, though. They're like, yeah, in the flower field, there's this tree. Under that tree is a staircase, and that leads to where we're headed. Uh, and we see that Frankie gets there with the soldier, and the toy soldier, and Zoro is just already fucking there, and he's, like, cheering for Luffy on the TV. <laughs> and at some point, Zoro's like, oh, wait, I was supposed to go back to the Sunny. Shit. <laughs> so, you know, we'll deal with that later. Uh, Usopp's on his way here with Robin, but they're not there yet. Yeah, they, they talk about the Sunny again. Uh, the Luffy fight continues. I think I'm talking about Zoro here, where I'm like, this arc is so busy that even the characters are forgetting the plot lines they're supposed to be on. Because <laughs> Zoro's like, oh yeah, shit, I was going to go with Sunny. Fuck. Too many things happening. Uh, Jesus Burgess notices the fight. I guess he hasn't recognized Luffy yet, but he's just like watching the fight. We see Doflamingo chasing Law. That seems bad. Uh... <laughs> Caesar Clown just kind of runs in and is like, Don't Flamingo! Save me! Law has my heart, though. You have to get that. And this distraction gives Law a chance to escape <laughs> with his, uh, his room shambles power. Oh, yeah, Caesar's it- still here. Yeah, remember Caesar Clown? <laughs> He's a funny little clown. He's a funny little clown. He's got laser beams. <laughs> Nami is fighting Giola. She's trying. Chopper gets the phone call from Law, and Law's just like, Come to Great Bit! And then uh, <laughs> hangs up the phone. Uh, I think he is still being chased. I guess he just didn't escape that far. But I just don't think that chase is a big deal for the rest of this chunk of episodes. But yeah, he's not uh, doing great, Law. All of his plans are falling apart. And they're actually not Luffy's fault, believe it or not. Uh, 649. Chin Zhao finally explains clearly that his head was fucked up by Garp. Uh, 30 long years ago, he used to use his big drill to break ice open in his kingdom because underneath all this ice is just all of the treasure they've ever hoarded. I guess he was the only person who could open it. I guess it just instantly fucking freezes back up because later 
he loses his drill and he can't get to it anymore. And that's sad. Whatever, man. The whole thing's stupid. Uh, they, they fight some more in the present, though. Yeah, that's the backstory for, for Chen Jiao there. Uh, he, they fight. Luffy decides to just, you know, say, fuck it. I'm stretching now. He does third gear. Nobody bats an eye. But he, he also calls it Thor. Uh, Thor something. Uh, I guess I didn't see him get into a lightning cloud or anything, which is what happened in uh, Strong World, which is why he had Thor axe. But anyways, he punches so hard into Chin Zhao's head that the drill shape comes back, which is extremely funny. And also, I think it's very funny that Luffy is like writing his grandfather's wrong completely by accident, and he just does not give a shit at all. He just punches a man in his head. <laughs> really he hard. just turns into a character from the Coneheads. <laughs> That's a reference for like three people, and I got it. <laughs> um, uh, more people than more than three people have seen that movie, probably. Uh, <laughs> be a little uh, uh, interesting. <laughs> I, among I mean, our <laughs> demographic, maybe not, but like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. On, I unfortunately don't Coneheads. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like I think you'd watch on a Friday night. <laughs> Have not done that yet. For some reason, I don't think it's available anymore. Look, it made over twenty million at the box office. I, I forget that a lot of those just like weird SNL spinoff movies were successful. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, think that you... Wayne's World is one of those. <laughs> yeah, that that was one that I think people probably don't even realize was originally. Uh, we will no longer be talking about Coneheads. But I did think about it. Anyways, uh, this dipshit, he gets knocked out and he like falls into the stadium and just splits it in half with his big dumb head. And uh, Luffy wins. Oh, man. <laughs> I like how he wins on the biggest fucking technicality. Technically, yes. I mean, he did defeat Chin Zhao. He's unconscious, I think, but is also the only person who did not fall in the water. So before the episode ends, we get another reminder that Bart refuses to let Cavendish touch Luffy. And at this point, Burgess also standing next to them is like, oh shit, that's Luffy. I have to, I, I'm, I'm in the, the crew of the main bad guy, so I have to care about that. <laughs> End of the episode though. Uh, 650, uh, back in there, Cavendish is trying to fight Luffy. Bartolomeo is not actually intervening or stopping, but nearby, he hears some people talk shit about Luffy. And he's like, I don't hear you talking shit about Luffy, do I? And he, like, beats the shit out of them. And he reveals that he is Luffy's biggest fan. <laughs> Bartolomeo, the cannibal, the rudest, crudest dude in this coliseum is a fucking simp, is a fucking stan for Luffy. I, I I love the flashback of him explaining it because he was at Logetown. Not only was he at Logetown, they 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 take a little bit of time to show him. I'm like, oh fuck! I bet he's just like a regular dude. No, he's still a, a like green haired, big septum piercing, punk, spiky, sharp. He was always guy. he was always just like Bart. <laughs> yeah, is the thing. <laughs> He's going around telling Marines to eat his shorts, and he sees Luffy up there be struck by lightning and, and be saved from being killed. And he's like, I gotta dedicate my whole life to this man. And so he was like already like a gang leader as a kid, like as a teenager, however young he is. But like, he's like, I'm gonna do something great. 
to be like Luffy. I'm going to follow in Luffy's footsteps. So he, he gets onto the Grand Line and he becomes um, pirate captain in his own right. Ever, I mean, ever since Fishman Island, we've really been dealing with like, people know about Luffy now. There are, yeah. <laughs> there are people who show up with experiences with Luffy. Like Cavendish is the opposite side of this, which is, I want all the attention, so I'm going to kill Luffy. And Bartolomeo was like, I'm the biggest fan of Luffy. I watch the anime every Saturday. He's me. I'm Bart. I love Bart. He's one of my favorite. But he's a dumbass. He's one of my favorite characters. Uh, anyways, the, the vibe in the, in the stands have changed a little bit now. Because Chin Zhao has, is now back awake and he comes to say thank you to Luffy. And he doesn't say anything out loud. But he's like, you, we hear him thinking to himself like, I have to thank Luffy for returning my treasure to me. I want to tell him that I want my whole army to follow him. <laughs> I want to pledge my whole army to him. And Luffy's like, oh, fuck, he wants to beat me up again. I'm going to run away. So, like, Luffy is now running because he thinks everybody wants to kill him. But <laughs> only Cavendish wants to. Bart is trying to get his fucking autograph. And Shinjiao is trying to, like, pledge fealty to him. He gets away from this chase uh, because Rebecca is like, let's go this way. She just kind of shows up and drags him aside for uh, reasons that she will reveal. Before they go, she's taking him to, like, a very specific place. But before they get there, uh, they pass Burgess, uh, Jesus Burgess, who is on the phone with his boss, Blackbeard. Luffy walks over, I guess. Burgess mentions Okiji and then drops it. Don't worry about that, I guess. But... (laughs) Luffy just holds a quick conversation with Blackbeard over the phone. Basically, Teacher's whole deal is like, wouldn't it be fucked up if I had Whitebeard's power and someone on my crew had Ace's power? Wouldn't that just be, like, fucking sick? And Luffy's like, that's not gonna happen, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that fruit. And I'm gonna eat it. And then I'm gonna have fire powers. That's Blackbeard's whole deal. Like, he's just, like, sending Teach... Or not, uh, he's sending uh, Burgess there to... To get a strong power that he knows is strong. Uh, that's kind of his whole deal right now. He's just going around getting devil fruits. Uh, which is fucked up. Now, I don't think he should be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not fair. It's kind of cheating. A little bit. But um, I guess it allows him to not be on screen for a thousand episodes and then uh, be really strong when he does show up for the end. I sure hope it pays off and I care about Blackfeet. <laughs> uh, anyways... They run up. They, he leaves. Like, that's the end of the... the they don't talk for very long. Uh, Rebecca buys Luffy some food. It's clear that she doesn't really have a lot of money to do that, but she does. And he, like, offers some of it to her. He's like, are you hungry? She's like, no, I will never be hungry. I refuse hunger. I reject it. Um, so you know that's got some fucking sad backstory attached to it. Yeah. Out the gate. Yeah, she, she flashes. It. There's, like, a quick visual flash of, like, some sad memory that she has dalmatians killed her parents actually uh so that's she, she won't eat anymore um what's this episode coming out <laughs> it's old news by then <laughs> i mean it's old news by the time we're talking about it already too yeah it's still funny though is the thing i uh, i my mom started watching the movie and then... no uh, her her rebecca's backstory is actually kind of sad uh, which we'll get it uh, in the next episode here. Uh, but uh, before 6.50 ends, they're in like, re- what does Rebecca call it? It's like where the, there is a class of gladiator that just lives here. Like that's their whole, like they're just fucking, they exist for, for 
content. They're they're prisoners of the Colosseum, and they fight because if they win, what is it, a hundred in a row, they can yeah, beat Seth Reem. Something like that. That's not possible. Something something fucked up and yeah, awful. Uh, she is among that category, but she's actually pretty good. Um, you can tell because she has a distinct design. Um, she will be important, but uh, she Luffy is like held back by some of the people that he didn't see. None of us saw before; they weren't on screen. Uh, but like, because they're like next to like cells, basically, they hold him back so she can. She's gonna try and kill Luffy. I think he just dodges. If I yeah, he just dodges and then like knocks her to the ground, and he doesn't stop eating the whole time. There's not really a, a contest between these two, uh, which I don't think she. She should have realized she saw him punch a man's face into a spike. But anyway, she tried and uh, she realized she, you know, reveals a little bit of her sad backstory. Uh, you know, these are all prisoners. Uh, they're prisoners of Doflamingo specifically because, of course, they are. Everything here is his fault. They're fighting for their freedom, including Rebecca. She explains that 10 years ago, before Doflamingo was here, the Coliseum, you know, existed. There was gladiator fights, but nothing was ever to the death. They just fought for inter- like soft entertainment, basically. It was for it was fun. Like, it was like uh, UFC or boxing. Sure. Or professional wrestling. Yeah, I'm sure it was, it was, it was fake. It was all fake and scripted. And Doflamingo was like, boring. They should kill each other. Yeah. So if it's fake and scripted, then it was definitely boxing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she wants to win that fruit and use it to kill Doflamingo. I guess, I don't know if this is something she just says out loud or it becomes, oh, you should just say this out loud. She's like, I've been protected by that toy soldier since I was a kid, but I have to beat Doflamingo so the toy soldier doesn't die trying to beat Doflamingo himself. Uh, And we get one more episode, 651, which is basically just all of her sad backstory. Yeah, Uh, showing that she's uh, definitely more important than I would have even expected. (laughs) Nah, you look at that design. I think I think I think I think I knew immediately. She got pink hair. <laughs> you know? Now, now I'm thinking about Star Wars episode eight and I'm mad. What? What are you thinking about Holdo? <laughs> you making a joke about Holdo? <laughs> Didn't weren't people mad that there's a lady with pink hair in that movie? Uh they were mad <laughs> because she's like I don't have time for this, but <laughs> It was boiled down to me that there's a lady with pink hair in Star Wars, and people don't like it. <laughs> she just, she's great. Lord, she's played by Laura Dern, who should show up in every franchise with weird colored hair. Anyways, 651. No, no relation to the Twin Peaks that you've been talking about, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. It'll be a long time until I can talk about Laura Dern and Twin Peaks, though. No, no, I'm talking about, you know, Laura Dern had, like, bright green hair in Jurassic Park, right? I'm I'm not yeah, wrong yeah. about that, right? Yeah. I think those may be the only two properties she's had weird hair color, but I watched them back to back. <laughs> so I was like, Laura Dern and weird hair, let's go! <laughs> 651, our final episode. Laura Dern is unfortunately not in it. Uh, it is all just sad backstory. Um, most, I mean, it's centered around Rebecca and this toy soldier, but you get a lot of other stuff. See, like, seeds planted for... Doflamingo's been here a while doing some fucked up shit. And by now, you know, we've already kind of forgotten that someone asked him if he was a celestial dragon and he laughed <laughs> and didn't answer. But anyways, 651. She, she has to go to her match. She's in the last, um, she's in block D, I guess. Uh, but as she's walking to her match, we start the flashback. 
It starts with the palace on fire. It's basically Doflamingo coming here and sieging the castle, taking control of Dressrosa. Very little details on it in the scene, but just from the outside, we see the palace on fire. Uh, young Rebecca is being carried by her mom. There is a quick flash of Diamante's face chasing them, and she is protected by the toy soldier. And she kind of lives out, and I think, is this, is this the same flower field, or is this a different um i'm going to assume yes it's the same flower field but there's also a chance that uh it is not because if it was they would have drawn more attention to that fact yeah but maybe they could in a couple episodes that's the thing is like i feel like it's weird for there to be just be two different huge flower fields like this and i think them meeting there has like significance like thematically but if they don't say anything we'll never know Yeah, I think I just I'm I'm I just can't remember if it was specifically sunflowers because that's the thing about the flower field. But I mean, there's a lot of significance to. I I think it's the same one. I just I'm looking up pictures of that flashback, and it's just like, is that the it's at the the camera is at eye level with the toy, so I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like a little house out here that uh maybe there's a house out here. I don't know. They're staying out here by a tree. I think it's the same field. If I'm... Tell me in the Discord, I guess. I'll know the answer to this by the time this episode comes out, I'm sure. But, anyways, they're, like, living on the outskirts. You know, they ran away, but they have to stay secret. Ultimately, her mom goes into town to try and get them food and does not survive. And her fucking dead body is brought back by the toy. And he's like, sorry, I, uh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't save her, but she wanted to make sure you got this food. And Rebecca's like, I'm never going to fucking eat again. Are you kidding me? The, the desire to eat killed my mom. So I'm, I'm never going to eat now. And she turns into the Joker. The, the toy talks a little bit about how this, quote, new king, read Doflamingo, will not like Rebecca because she has the bloodline of the old nobility that he just overthrew. So yeah, she's she, you know, maybe a little bit more important than you might have thought. But yeah, so she has, you know, she can't really reintegrate into society even under the new uh, leadership because she's just going to be an outlaw. That's sad. This whole episode is just kind of like sad stuff. It's not that busy plot-wise. It's kind of demonstrates them trying like to survive the two of them. Uh, They find like a small poor town that they stay in and the toy is like, I can't stay with you overnight because I'm a toy and there's laws about that. But what I can do is... When I am around in the village, when I am back from the toy house, I will drop a flower petal in your window. And so she wakes up, she sees the flower petal drop on the window, and she runs out and she, you know, spends her days with this, with this toy soldier. There's like a scene where she gets kidnapped and he saves her, and then he is, decides to teach her to fight so she can take care of herself. Because, uh, I don't know, maybe he won't be around all the time. Also, he's a fucking toy. The episode, like, ends with her walking into the match still. The toy soldier kind of, like, makes it clear, too. Like, you're the granddaughter of the former king. You have to be able to protect yourself because uh, the new the new power system, the new people in power are going to be... No, they're not going to like you. They're going to hate you, actually. Also, you have pink fucking hair, so you stand out in a crowd. Just dye your hair at that point. Anyways, I'm sure that that's completely, dis- like, disconnected from her being a prisoner of the Coliseum. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's just uh, that that that's where we're going to leave it for now is a uh, sad Rebecca backstory, sad 
toy soldier backstory now that we kind of know about a little bit about how toys exist in dress rosa there's a lot of ways your brain can be spinning from that um yeah and uh, and uh yeah you know that's just where we're gonna leave it for now next time we'll come back see how rebecca does in her fight uh i can't remember if there's any other big like characters we've seen in like the coliseum barracks that we haven't seen fight i guess cavendish would be in round four i don't we haven't seen him fight yet i don't think yeah you know that's that's a problem for two weeks from now where surely a bunch of more fucked up shit will happen uh because the ride never stops so i'm just even like i'm I'm just like struggling to think how many things are currently happening that we are keeping track of a lot of the straw hats have now met up in the in the in the flower field we got frankie Usopp and Robin are on their way with the Tantata tribe and a bunch of toys. There's a bunch of toys down there, I think. Um, yeah. Because they're going to, they, they want to fuck up Doflamingo. They want to save that princess from the factory. That's also what Frankie needs to do for Law's plan. Law is running for his life from Doflamingo, Fujitora. Thousand Sunny has been turned into abstract art. Uh, Nami, Brooke, Chopper, and Momonosuke are trying to deal with that. But people know that the Sunny is under attack. Sanji is with Kinemon. I don't know what they're fucking doing. I don't know if they're going to the toy house or not. I don't remember the last scene we saw them in. Uh, and then fucking everybody else is in the Coliseum doing their own shit. Fighting over a fruit. Happy Pride Month. Is that it? I think so. It's probably not. It's probably not. <laughs> I guess, so I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Bellamy comes to mind needs to kill luffy at some point there's there's too many named characters going on right now yeah that like they made a big deal of showing a guy who can do one big punch showing a guy who can wear his brother as a suit yeah showing a guy who's good at boxing showing a multiple large men like these guys (laughs) it's a waste of time to introduce these characters just to fucking throw them away (laughs) you raise a good point there is a lot of time spent on learning a bunch of named characters and how they fight when there's already enough shit going on in Dressrosa. Uh, but we got a ways to go. I'm excited to hear your predictions at the end of this episode. Um, you also, before we started recording, said that there is a way that you would restructure this arc that would not make any sense to anyone but you. <laughs> so do you want to also say that with your predictions? Uh- uh, I, I'll, I'll just do it right now. Okay, go um, for it. So the way I would do it is you, you have these clear chunks. Lu- you do all of Luffy doing the tournament and then wherever that ends. And then once that ends, you go to another character, do whatever they do until they meet up with another person. So like whatever like Frankie is doing, he d- does all that and then he meets up with the people at the at the base. You show like... All of that at one time, and then eventually, like, when you get that smaller group of people who they meet up, you go and show them to meet up. Because there's there's eventually going to be a point where all the Straw Hats meet up back together to fight the bad guy. And then that's when everyone's, like, caught up with what each other was doing, and then you just go to the end of the arc. Because I'd like to, because it'd be nice, like, let's say Luffy's late meeting up with everyone after he finishes the uh, the tournament. So he he does the tournament, he meets up with everyone, and he's like, 
hey guys, sorry I'm late, and everyone's like, oh, we were doing this, and then it cuts to that. And that way you can condense all the shit Luffy did into the recap really quick while you're going on to the next person. Yeah, because it all ends <laughs> up spread very thin. Um, and yeah. you, have stuff, you have stuff like Keenamon where he's like, here's a reminder what I'm going to do, and everyone's like, bro, there's, that's not going to happen until the second half of this arc. Just shut up. Why are you here? And then instead, he's just running around in circles being like, Kanjiro! And it's, bro, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> so many other things have to happen first, but you can't forget about them, apparently. So yes, I, I, I kind of agree. I think um, I, I always go back to the same thing. I'm just split this shit up. I completely understand why the scale of Dressrosa is mixed with the tournament. Yeah. Um, in the long run. And why a lot of the things happen the way they do. There are maybe too many named characters here. Um, like, I don't think Blackbeard needs a hand in things. And there's some other stuff that'll happen that I think might make some sense that I'm like, oh, you know, well, blank happens. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just keep going back to like, because the problem is, my, my biggest problem with this arc, not even that too many things are going on, but because of that, like, it doesn't want to feel sluggish. But what you get is it both feels sluggish and also weirdly empty. Like, I know nothing about Greenbit. I would love to, but they just go there and leave instantly. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I, just, I guess the Tentata are along for the ride. And, but, like, their backstory is, you know, progressively unfurled along, you know, a long-ass arc. You just kind of get everything happening at once rather than uh, splitting anything up. So yeah, I don't know. I think Wano is a little bit better at the long form stuff, but also it's not done yet. So maybe, maybe I will have my my qualms about that in the long run. Anyway, um, anyways, we're done here. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna do some plugs. We're gonna get some predictions of what Jory thinks is gonna happen next time, and then we're gonna uh, hit stop, and you're gonna listen to something else. <laughs> That's how podcasts work. <laughs> you're, gonna, uh, you're gonna hit stop, and then you're gonna have to listen to the real world and go, "Oh no!" And then you're gonna oh, listen to another podcast. That's what yeah. I you're, you're you're gonna be like, "I can't have any moments alone with my own thoughts. I have to go pull up another podcast." <laughs> and maybe we'll recommend some to you as we do our plugs here. Uh, Jory, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me online at twitter.com/slash no, I'm Jory. That's me. I'm the only jewelry. Don't let my header fool you. There's only one of me. That's just a. I used a program called Adobe Photoshop to put multiple of me in a picture, in That's case fake. you're confused. Um, I, I some days I do believe that uh pictures are are mirrors and not like, not like something that's like a still like image or anything. It's like a mirror looking into the real world. But you know, I'm the only jewelry. Uh, you can see things that. That's true. Uh, I'm that's tweeting not, that's not about. Photoshop. <laughs> I, I don't know i don't have a whole lot my n next year of my life's busy so i don't know <laughs> you find me there i have funny thoughts sometimes and dog pictures it's dog pictures that's the most important thing today i tweeted a dog who he's at he just sits in the window at a business near my work and i love him great what about you well you can find me on twitter ghost of joe ghost of j oh and uh, I make another podcast called Got It Memorized, which is uh, a podcast where I talk about 
uh, complicated things. Uh, we started as a Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts podcast, so it's called God Memorized. But uh, we, you know, we were caught up on on Kingdom Hearts. We did uh, we did the World Ends with You. Uh, we're going to be doing that sequel when it comes out in July. Uh, Neo, the World Ends with You, and uh, we're doing we did Final Fantasy X, Ten Two. We're doing Twin Peaks right now. I like our Twin Peaks episodes a lot. Very different vibe from what we usually do. Uh, but it, it's it's been a nice change of pace, and uh, Wheels and I both love Twin Peaks a lot. Uh, but we're going to be finishing Season 1 here soon of Twin Peaks. We're going to do some catch-up episodes uh, with the finale of Kingdom Hearts Unchained. Very excited about the episodes we have planned, and also uh, just the ending of Unchained is some bug-nuts bullshit that I'm very excited to discuss. Uh, yeah, then we'll be getting into the... The new world ends with you game after we finish that. However long it takes, we'll be back into the, the Twin Peaks train for the foreseeable future. But yeah, that's got it memorized. Um, I don't know. I do other stuff. Um, sometimes I write about Disney movies, a project called Make Mine Movies. Uh, you can read the essays at ghostofjoe.com or you can listen to them. If you search Make Mine Movies in a podcast app or Spotify, uh, they're usually like 10 minutes or less. And um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm reaching, I think, the halfway point of that project. It's really, um, like, the 90s are, are pretty much the, the the midway point of all fucking 60 movies that the studio's made. But I'm liking those as, as I'm putting them out. If you, uh, I used to be on a podcast called They, Them, Theirs, a non-binary discussion podcast. I, I did record some stuff for the most recent episode, which will be like a month old by the time this comes out, I guess. But, uh... That was that's good. I still edit that show, and it was just you know that's a good show to check out if you're looking for something else to plug. And I'm still tangentially related to it, but yeah, what I think that's it. You can uh, follow this show on Twitter at We Are Watching OP. Uh, you can also go to Patreon.com/slash/WeAreWatchingOP to uh, support us a uh, dollar and up. Uh, get you everything we put over there. You get these episodes early. Uh, we're gonna say all the names of our supporters uh, here in a little bit. And uh, also, you'll 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 get our bonus episodes. We do one a month. Uh, we do. We've been doing. We've done a couple filler arcs. Uh, we talked about one in this episode a little bit ago because of war body horror. And uh, let's uh, what's our? I think uh, yeah, June we're finally doing the DBZ uh, crossover with Tori Co and One Piece. I we haven't done it yet. I think we're gonna just release it as a video because it's not easy to actually find and watch online. Just for the sake of that, you know. I just don't tell anybody that we're doing that. Um, <laughs> probably not like a good idea. But uh, anyways. Thanks to our patrons for the month of June. That's where we're at. Uh, thank you to Adam B., Adam W., Andrew, Anton, Anxious Dust, Ashok, Becca, Ben, Captain Moke, Chad, Clueless Wanderer, Damien, Deus Aqueous, Endless Moon, Eric V, Gage, Heidi, Jay Harkins, Jackson, Jalen, Jamesus, Joe, Cat D, Cat F, Ken, Kyle, Logan, Lucas, Luke, Maddie, Mallory, Marcus, Martin, Matthew, Mick Foley, 299, Morgan, Paulina, Peter, Rem, Riley, Rodsters. There's an exclamation point there, so I had to do that. Roger, Ryan, Stella, Stephen K, Stephen P, Trey, and Vitek. I think that's it. I think that's all the stuff that we got to plug. Uh, oh, you can join the Discord. Uh, go to theorangegoves.com. Go scroll down to the bottom page. You'll find a button that says join Discord. You can join Discord. And you can uh, talk about these episodes or One Piece. 
and uh, you know, use spoiler tags if we haven't covered it on the show yet. And that's uh, I think that's about it. Jory, now it's time for your 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 big bait big brain predictions of what's gonna happen next in dress rosa. So let me have it. Uh, you, you you know you know how there's that that old guy with his um with his bit with his like broken helmet who doesn't want treatment and he 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 kind of looks like a gladiator guy and then Ricky. yeah Ricky so what we're gonna find out is we're gonna find out that Ricky is uh Rebecca's dad and she's gonna be like. Oh, I didn't know I, I I had a dad. That's crazy. I just thought I grew up with a mom who was murdered. Uh, and I, I saw her dead body in front of me in a fucked up scene that, uh, you know, what, in the year 2021, I think I'm tired of the trope of, like, kid pushing the dead body and being sad. It, it's fucked up. Um, but anyway... <laughs> it is! Uh, she, she's gonna That's go... That's why I, she should have been knocked off a cliff by Dalmatian. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh, a... She, uh, she's gonna go, damn... I thought I just had a mom. He's like, "Well, you you didn't have a mom. Uh, you you had two what? dads, and it's gonna it's gonna turn out that her her gay dads, one of her gay dads, was turned into a toy, and that it's the soldier. So that's why she can't remember having a dad. And then wow. her mom was just uh like one of them sisters, and it's gonna be like cool. And then they're gonna look into the camera and say, "This is the this is the left wing socialist uh agenda," and uh then the gay dads are gonna kiss, and then Luffy finds yeah. the one piece. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that and that's why Doflamingo came. Doflamingo's homophobic. And yeah. he overthrew Dress Rosa. He is, the Del Flamingo definitely is a Joker gamer, so I would mm-hmm. believe he's home of phobic. Home of phobic. Um, <laughs> which was, that's actually the name of his castle up there on the top. <laughs> on top of Dress Rosa. Yep. <laughs> well, that's gotta be true. So, um. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, uh, you know, that, that's. Yet. That song hit or miss, I guess they never miss. I never miss. I always guess, hit. With guess they never predictions. miss, huh? I never miss with my predictions. God, you thought the fucking Dalmatians thing was going to be too old by the time this episode came out. You're referencing hit or miss? Oh, I miss that. I miss those times. Um, I was deeply depressed when that video came out, so I watched it like a thousand <laughs> times. Uh, I I remember over like thirty over like the month after it came out, your the icon on your private Twitter was just clo- zooming in closer and getting more like deep fried. Yeah, yeah, it's kept deep frying <laughs> the image and posting it over and over again. Very good. Yeah, I'm 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 better now. I'm okay now. I touched some grass recently. I'm good. But yeah, I think that's it. Uh, so thanks for listening. We'll be back next month with surprise more dress Rosa, and. Until next time. Uh, to be Yomei! continued. Hey, I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Did you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely. 
didn't know at all the people. That was crazy. Holy fuck, Mike Mitchell! Why? Well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies. Justin McElroy, grab your tongue, grab your tongue, and I want you to say Our "born tongue. on a pirate ship." Born on a pirate ship. You were born on a pile of shit, and many more. So check it out. But also, if you don't like bare naked ladies, we talk about them probably like a third of the time. So. Uh, yes. That's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We could make a board game about it.